Supreme Chancellor in peril. After surviving the ordeals of the box, Obi-Wan Kenobi, working undercover as assassin Rocco Hardeen, is invited to join Count Dooku's plot against Chancellor Palpatine. Working with a team of deadly bounty hunters, Obi-Wan travels to the planet of Naboo, where the Chancellor will preside over the Festival of Light. Now, as the Jedi Council and Count Dooku finalize their respective plans, a deadly confrontation seems inevitable. Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar, welcome to the 150th Dodge, Duck, Dip, Dive, and Dooku episode of Mandavision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to find us and uh, help support us on those social medias is at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandavisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? We are back to conclude the Deception arc, the Moralo Eval arc. It doesn't have a great name, arc, is really what, you know, you, because, again, we start off at the beginning of, the, of this, this, this sequence of episodes. Uh, I call it the Deception arc. That's kind of what I go with, because it's, it's all built around the lie. The, the the deception that, that Obi-Wan perpetrates against Anakin Skywalker, that he is killed uh, by Rako Hardeen. But we're also told about that this is all done to get into the plans of, of the, the psychopathic schemer Moralo Eval. Well, by this point in the, in the series, uh, Eval is like, reduced drastically in, in his role. Uh, he's been usurped by Cad Bane. At this point in the, in the in the plan, so despite the fact that this was his idea, quote unquote, and the, you know he designed the box and this, this this rigorous game tryout procedure for for the bounty hunters to go through before they go and commit their plot to kidnap Chancellor Palpatine. I mean, by by this point, Val's got nothing going on here, and in this episode, he's the freaking getaway driver. So just yeah, spinning this like Morale Evala is some great threat to the Republic is. Uh, it's, it's, it's a farce. That's what I say about it. Cad Bane, uh, you know, the cream rises to the top, and that's what Cad Bane does throughout this arc. This becomes a Cad Bane story, basically. Uh, you know, he's brought in by morale, by Evo Morale to, to break him out of... Evalho Morale, excuse me. Morale Eval. My gosh, why can't I get that straight? 
to to break him out of the central lockup in, in Coruscant. But by the third episode, it's clear that that Eval's got nothing going on, and and Cad Bane's calling all the shots here, and is even even now beneath uh, Racco Hardeen after the box incidents. He, he actually even going into the box episode last week, it seemed like Hardeen had uh, ascended over him. So that's sort of like the, one of the weirder aspects of this this four episode arc because it really does become more of a Cad Bane story, particularly by this episode, as we culminate with the with the plan to kidnap. Chancellor Palpatine, and again, is, is is whatever the idea was that Eval presented to Dooku, uh, Cad Bane is one with the actual plan and the implementation of said plan, and the execution of said plan. You know, I think I think at one point later in the episode, Eval Eval even is like, "It's my plan," and Bane's like, "Oh yeah, but it's my execution." And but during the planning, Cad Bane kind of set it, laid it all out for us, and it, you know, Moralo Eval seemed just as does. Uh, in the dark, but prior to that, I don't. It's, it's, again, it's a strange arc, and Eval's continual reduction in every episode of, of this 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 sequence of shows, um, strange, 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 strange. But it's a choice, and again, like I said, the cream rises to, to the top. Cad Bane's obviously a better villain, and I, I think that they just let him shine, and and there's nothing wrong with that at all. So yeah, I mean, again, I you know you know I talked about these this stuff a little bit in the last episode. Uh, so I'm just kind of hammering it home at this point. So I apologize if you're like, oh, yeah, we've heard this before. Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> so so let's go ahead and do that. Let's get into this episode a little bit more, all right? We are here for Crisis on Naboo, Season 4, Episode 18. Uh, this originally aired on February 10th, 2012. Our plot for this episode, Cad Bane leads Dooku's team of bounty hunters, including a disguised Obi-Wan, and a plot to kidnap the Supreme Chancellor during the Festival of Lights on Naboo. This episode, directed by Danny Keller, Ke- Keller, excuse me, written by Brett Friedman, and our voice cast, so so talented as always. James Arnold Taylor is Racco Hardeen and Plo Koon. Terrence T C Carson is Mace Windu. Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker. Corey Burton is Cad Bane and Count Dooku. Ian Abercrombie is Chancellor Palpatine. Catherine Tabor is Padme Amidala. Stephen Stanton is Morello Eval. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano. Dave Filoni back as Embo. Tom Kane is our narrator, and Matthew Wood back again as the battle droids who you know they, they get some stuff to do in this episode but nothing crazy our jedi fortune cookie for this week trust is the greatest of gifts but it must be earned and i think this is going back to again the, the central the central conceit of this these episodes the the initial deception of it you know obi-wan anakin and now the 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 tumultuousness that their relationship is going to have now because I think Anakin views it as a broken trust, right? Uh, Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan's going to have to try and get it back. And and we see a little bit of that at the end of the episode. Uh, but Anakin, you know, Anakin's an emotional guy uh, and and uh, forgiveness, not one of his strong points either. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into this one. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I hope you are too. Let's do it. Crisis on Naboo, it's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. What security measures are in place? The Naboo Royal Guard will have armed sentries at all entry points on the palace, and the stage itself will be sealed off by a ray shield for the duration of the event. I see nothing here to worry about. With complacency comes vulnerability. Yes, it is what we do not see that concerns me. A long time to plan his attack. 
Count Dooku has. Yes. We thought we'd have an advantage with Obi-Wan on the inside, but we've had no communication from him in days. Obi-Wan will do his part. Let's make sure we do ours. And the look that Ahsoka gives as Anakin leaves the room is, uh, yeah, she's alarmed. The edge in his voice, you know, she can sense that he's probably conflicted, feeling the turmoil inside from the betrayal, the deception perpetrated, you know, not only uh, to deceive the bad guys, but it deceived him. And, and he, I, again, I think he should rightly be upset. I understand a thousand percent where Anakin is coming from uh, with being a bit miffed at the Jedi for, for this whole thing. Uh, now, and again, them just not having the foresight to see this coming is, it's shocking. It's shocking. Meanwhile, back on Naboo, the, the bad guys are infiltrating the, the, the palace area, you know, the, the area around with which the ceremony will be taking place. And Dooku is even on hand, and he's about to give his equivalent of a motivational pep talk. So let's check that out. This is it, my friends. The day of reckoning for the Republic. I have it from a very reliable source that everything will happen exactly as we planned. Execute your roles as you've been instructed, and you will all be immortalized in history. Not to mention rewarded with enough credits that you will never have to work again. I will let Cad Bane take it from here. That speech, it's just like Al Pacino in any given Sunday. I mean, you just want to go out there now and fight for the guy, right? <laughs> Maybe not, but let's hear Cad Bane lay out the plan. Uh, and I would assume he looked at Morale Eval's plan, took it in his hands, balled it up like a piece of paper, and threw it across the room right into a, tr a, a trash bin. Because Cad Bane is not playing second fiddle to anyone. So he probably looks at Morale Eval's plan and goes, This is crap! Here's what we're going to do. Listen up. I'm only saying it once. Each device tells you your position and essential details about your part of the plot. Aren't you going to tell us how all the pieces fit together? Deron here is going to breach the shield. Moralo Eval is the getaway driver. Two of you will act as guards protecting the Chancellor. And you are Dean. Got a sniper. That's all you need to know. Once we have the Chancellor, the devices will lead you to the rendezvous point. Any questions? Now for our disguises. Everyone step back. This will get us into the inner circle. So I want to pause it right here because this is what we were talking about last week uh, when we were introducing all the bounty hunters and there was that Snivian bounty hunter who had uh, made it to the box, but he didn't make it out of the box. And when Dooku does the introductions, he's uh, credited for creating like this hollow matrix. And I'm wondering if that's exactly what we're seeing right here. Um, again, it's not detailed, it's not pointed out, it's not explained in any of the resources that I've been able to look up, but I would have to think that was what got the Snivian invited to the box in the first place. And now they just have it, and they're going to use it without him. <laughs> and this system is going to let them all... Uh, impersonate Royal Naboo guards and so they can move about the palace freely and there's a little bit of a glitch in the system and I think that's mostly for the audience to be able to sort of like know what characters are moving around and who's who when you sort of can glitch and see the like a the, you know piece of the person's face and things like that so yeah keep that in mind and then one other thing I did want to note uh back at the be when this episode's beginning and we're getting the, the sort of recap 
um, from our narrator. It shows that shot that I mentioned at the end of last week's show, uh, where it's the surviving bounty hunters up against the wall, including Morello Eval, who's sort of clutching his arm after uh, taking some damage in his fight with Hardeen at the climax of the episode. And it's insanely reminiscent of the poster for The Usual Suspects. They, they use that shot again in the opening during the narration in the scene. So if you missed it that first time around, you will definitely see it uh, as the narrator is catching us up on everything heading into this episode. So do keep, keep an eye out for that this time around. Well handled. I should have put you in charge long ago. A word of advice, though. Keep an eye on Hardeen. There's something about him I do not trust. Don't worry. I'm keeping my eye on all of them. So even Dooku's like, I don't even know why I trust that Morallo Eval guy. He's a bonehead. He's a knucklehead. Like, what am I take? What am I? What am I trusting that guy for? Should this should have been your gig all along, Bane? Take you know, I'll give you the monies. You're gonna get the monies, and and and. The, but Dooku, being Dooku again, still suspicious of Hardeen. Hardeen had the chance to kill Eval, didn't take it, and Dooku doesn't really. Uh, that doesn't jive with Dooku's outlook on, on people and, and the way the galaxy works. So he's suspicious of, of Hardeen already. And again, he, Hardeen has a vital role in this operation. He's the sniper. Again, surprise, surprise. Uh, Hardeen, whose reputation was cemented by sniping Obi-Wan Kenobi, quote-unquote, uh, <laughs> gets to be the sniper in this, this scenario as well. So there you go. So the Chancellor has arrived, surrounded by a, just a, a contingent of Jedis around him. They make a comment about how it's overkill. And again, you see this, 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 you know, the close contact between Mace Windu and Chancellor Palpatine, and yet it is, it is interesting to comment, to note, to observe. Uh, again, the proximity with which a Jedi, uh, the, uh, a master Jedi of the Order, is standing right there next to the Sith Lord that they've been looking for the entire time. And uh, it, again... It just shows you Palpatine's plan. It's, uh, it's, what are the Jedi to do? <laughs> I mean, when you examine things, like, it's it's almost inevitable that they will fall at this point. I mean, you're standing right next to the bad guy you've been looking for, and you have no clue. You, you're, you're here guarding him. You're protecting him. <laughs> it's just wild to me. Well, let's check in on this nice little moment here uh, as Ahsoka, Anakin, and Padme uh, get to get to have a nice little moment with each other and interact as uh, as the Jedi begin to make their plans to kind of fortify the palace. Anakin, Ahsoka, welcome to the festival. I've never seen the Festival of Light. Sounds like a big event. They're expecting a large crowd, which means it will be difficult for Dooku to attack during the ceremony. That leaves the palace as the best opportunity for an ambush. Are you that certain an attack is imminent? I'm afraid so. Which is why I'm making Ahsoka your personal bodyguard. At your service, my lady. If there's trouble, Ahsoka will get you, the Queen, and the rest of your staff to safety. What about you? Hopefully, I'll be where I always am. He means saving the day. Of course he does. So as the bad guys are getting into position, and the good guys are getting into position, Obi-Wan, up in his little sniper's nest that he's, he's building for himself, has an opportunity to contact Mace Windu and kind of lay out what's going on. Let's go ahead and check it out. Obi-Wan, thank goodness you're alive. Yes, I've seen better days. I'm here in Theed. So Dooku's plan is still on? Yes. How are they planning to attack the Chancellor? Three of the bounty hunters are disguised as Senate guards. Ival is the getaway driver, and they have a par one that can pass through the ray shield. I have a sniper rifle. Don't worry, it's loaded with stun blasts. 
I'm supposed to immobilize the Chancellor, not kill him. Where are you? In a tower overlooking the plaza. So the attack is going to take place outside? Yes. From here, I can be your eye in the sky. I'll be able to tell you everything that's going on. They will try to infiltrate the security area. Make sure you have someone double-check the guards' identities. That's gonna take time. You'll have to do your best, my friend. So yeah, there you go. And excuse me for misspeaking, they were disguised as Senate guards, not as Naboo royal guards. So now it's time for the big ceremony. The Chancellor's going to come out. He's going to talk about Naboo being in the Republic for X hundreds of billions of years. Okay, not that many. It's like 964, I think is what he says. Uh, but this is when the, the plan will be will spring into place. The Parwan will get through the race shield. They'll blow it up, opening the door for, for uh, Racco Hardin to immobilize the Chancellor. And again, it's a really great, it's a lot of action stuff. Anakin's going to spring into action. He's going to get blown up, jump onto the Parwan. The Parwan's going to knock him down. Obi-Wan's going to shoot the Parwan as he attempts to escape with a backpack, uh, a jetpack, excuse me. Obi-Wan will take out the jetpack. And I think that's the last time we see the Parwan. I assume he just crashes and dies. Uh, but I might be mistaken about that. Uh, that is not in my notes. So if he pops up in a minute, I will correct myself. But yeah, this is the big, the big action sequence. This is when, when the plan's coming into place. Uh, and when eventually, we're going to find out very, very soon that, that Hardin is not who he has said he is. And Cad Bane will not be stoked on that. Let's just get a little bit of the action going on here. Check this out. The Chancellor! The guard escorting them is a bounty hunter! So, Embo's caught. Chancellor, are you alright? Oops. Not the Chancellor. Not the Chancellor. You find out there's been a little bit of a bait and switch here. And it's actually Cad Bane who's going to be making his getaway <laughs> with the Chancellor. Move it! Move it! So long, Jedi! I'm going after the Chancellor. Copy that, Obi-Wan. I'll send you the coordinates and hold Bane there as long as I can. All right, so here's that sequence that I alluded to earlier uh, where Eval is attempting to take credit for this plan and, and Bane's going to kind of knock him down a peg or two. What did I tell you, Bane? My plan worked to perfection. It wasn't your plan. It was my execution of your plan. Come on, get up. How dare you disrespect Moralo, Eval? Back down. Where's Dooku? I thought you said he'd meet us here. That was the plan. All right, so the, 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 the sound you hear is the speeder arriving uh, of, of Racco Hardeen as he's going to begin to muck about and, and rescue the Chancellor. But again, I, I really just enjoy Cad Bane knocking Morello Eval down a couple pegs because what's Eval really done? What has he done in this, this, this series of episodes? I mean, Cad Bane's gotten him out of jail. He got him... Back to to uh, to Serano, Serano, uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, <laughs> got him back to Dooku. Got the box going on, but again, he saved Hardeen, exposing Eval's uh, insecurities about this whole thing, and he got him reduced down to like the getaway driver. <laughs> what is Eval in this? I mean, they could have put a bullet in his head, you know, at the beginning of this, and still done exactly the same things. It's just now Obi-Wan was able to infiltrate as Hardeen. That seems to be the only way this works. 
Uh, <laughs> I feel like Dooku could have contracted Bane. Bane could have recruited a, 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 his own team of bounty hunters to pull this off. And they could have just cut off Morale Val's head, uh, you know, at the, in the first episode, just to throw the Jedi off the trail. Like, oh, you think you got this mastermind guy? Well, guess what? Now he's his head's lopped off. You got nothing. Maybe I'm going a little dark on this. I just a thought. All right, let's check in as Hardeen arrives. Hardeen, you're not supposed to be here yet. I don't want to be double-crossed and left behind again. I think we've all been double-crossed. Dooku's a no-show. What do you mean? What do we do with the Chancellor now? We'll ransom him ourselves. If Dooku won't pay us, somebody else will. I'm afraid the Chancellor's coming with me. All right, so now we go into Mortal Kombat as as Hardeen, a.k.a. Obi-Wan Kenobi, drew down on Cad Bane, but didn't bother to cover Eval, so Eval gets in the mix, and now it's, it's fisticuffs time. And it's good fisticuffs. It's fun. It's a fun little punchy-punch sequence, and I recommend it. you check it out. All right, so eventually Obi Wan gets the jump, gets gets the gets the yeah we'll say the jump gets the jump on on Cad Bane, uh, gets to use his rockets, his jet, little feet rockets against him. Uh, it's again, it's a really fun sequence that I, I definitely think everyone should take a look at. Uh, now Mace Windu and Anakin Skywalker are going to arrive on the scene, and uh, they're going to do their Jedi thing here. So let's let's bear witness. Ah. Please, do not kill Moralo Evolve. Sniveling weakling. That's Moralo Evolve right there. Do not kill me. <laughs> Take him and Bane into custody and make sure the Chancellor's returned safely to the palace. You did a good job, Obi-Wan. Kenobi. I should have known. Something smelled wrong about you from the start. Yes. Well, spending so much time with you is no reward either. Reward? I'll give you a reward when I plug you full of laser bolts! Such a pleasant fellow. I hope this is all worth it. We saved the Chancellor. That's the important thing. It is. But where's Count Dooku in all of this? Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps Dooku had some plans of his own. All right, so again, they're, they're sort of giving like this this fake ending here that that everything's wrapped up with a nice little bow on it. The the you know Padme is thanking the Jedi for saving the Chancellor, saving the people of Naboo, doing all these great deeds. Uh, and that, but now we get our little uh, our, our first exchange really between at least that we get to bear witness to between Anakin and Obi Wan since all the, since the initial deception took place. You look terrible. Ugh. Being a criminal is not easy work. If I had known what was going on, I could have helped you. Too bad the Council didn't trust me. Anakin, it was my decision to keep the truth from you. I knew if you were convinced I was dead, Dooku would believe it as well. Your decision? Look, I know I did some questionable things, but I did what I had to do. I hope you can understand that. You lied to me. How many other lies have I been told by the Council? And how do you know that you even have the whole truth? As an ardent Obi-Wan Kenobi supporter, you know, you sort of understand why he did what he did, but think about what all the things that we've talked about 
on in the history of this podcast since we started rewatching Star Wars: The Clone Wars, we've talked about that shroud of the dark side, and in particular in this season, we've we've mentioned a lot, and the weight that that shroud has on the Jedi Order itself, and leads them to miss things, to be blind to things, and. Obi-Wan's no exception to that. Obi-Wan falls victim to that just like the rest of the Order does. And I think in this instance, it's, it's, it's his belief that in doing the right thing and making this hard call to, to keep Anakin in the dark, that everything is going to be okay, that it's all going to be fine, not recognizing. And again, Obi-Wan has said in the past, he's aware of, Obi- of, of Anakin's difficulty with attachment. But he doesn't. He, he seems blind to the attachment between he and Anakin, because Anakin again is a guy who's mission based, gets the job done, you know, kind of wants to be the hero. Now Obi Wan again, not it's not that it's about being the hero for Obi Wan, but he thinks the ends justify the means, and he's not taking. He did not take into consideration the the toll, the devastating effect it would have on Anakin, uh, and and their relationship. Per, on a personal level, but again, this sort of feeds into Anakin's mistrust of the Jedi, of the Jedi Council. You know, he's already thinks that they they keep things from the other Jedi, that they are sort of up in their ivory tower, and 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 are unworthy of his trust and respect. So this feeds into that as well. So that when the time comes in Episode Three, and and Obi, you know, Anakin's had enough of the Council and their BS when they when they. You know, let him be on the on the council per Palpatine's orders, but not a master. Again, this this has all been building for a long time, and we're seeing those building blocks of of Anakin's mistrust of the council right here, right now. So, Anakin's words are effective, and I think we understand exactly where Anakin's coming from. I think we do understand as as the emotional beings that we are, but we're not Jedi Knights, you know. So we're not we we we're no we're okay having attachments. We're we're good with it. It's all okay. But he's going to say something that the sort of jars and spins around in Obi-Wan's head a little bit. And now, as Obi-Wan has a little bit of a conversation with Mace Windu, something that he says will come back to him. We should get you into the transformation chamber. Everyone's a little tired of looking at that ugly face of yours. This is the face that saved the Republic. But I think you're right. It's time to go back to being Obi-Wan Kenobi. I can sense something is still bothering you. Yes. Something Anakin said has me worried. Do we know the whole truth? I think I'll stay. I need to check one last thing. And again, it's got to be gnawing at Obi-Wan. He knows that Count Dooku was there, was present. And again, he doesn't know that he left. I mean, again, the the Count could have just easily have made off in the night. But this doesn't feel right to, to Obi-Wan. Like... To have Dooku so involved in the planning of this, to actually be there, boots on the ground, uh, and then step away at the rendezvous point, to know, to to sense, to use the force, to perceive something was amiss, and that there was more to this than than was being played about. Now, Obi Wan is catching up to uh, Dooku's train of thought, and as Obi Wan begins to investigate this, well, let's just say that um, Dooku. Really, really didn't trust Hardeen and took it into his own hands. As and again, Obi-Wan back in his sniper's nest, he's checking out the rifle case when Eureka. Duku was listening. He knew all along. 
We will leave as soon as Queen Niatni's banquet is over. I also want to say goodbye to Senator Amidala. She has been a very gracious host. Hmm. Padme didn't mention a banquet to me. Okay, so here, let's pause a second. We cut back to the palace. Palpatine, Anakin having a very vital conversation. This is, again, another moment that's going to underline what we've been talking about, the, the deception of Anakin Skywalker and how it is affecting him and his relationship. And, and then, when we get to the end of the hall for this banquet, reminiscent of Cloud City on Bespin with Darth Vader waiting for them, except this time it's Dooku waiting for Anakin. So in Empire, Anakin turns the tables, does this move to Leia and Han and, and everyone in Bespin. Perhaps she meant it as a surprise. <laughs> I must say, the lengths the Jedi will go to is nothing short of incredible. I assume the brilliant plan to disguise Obi-Wan Kenobi was yours? No, it wasn't, sir. I was in the dark as much as you were. Really? Interesting. I was under the impression the Jedi always worked as a team. Welcome. My gracious, it's a trap. That's <laughs> just, <laughs> I love that. I love Ian Abercrombie's delivery of that. My gracious, it's a trap. It's wonderful. But let's go ahead and check out the sequence here. Uh, Anakin versus some, some magma droids and, and Duke at the end of the table. And we're going to some fun, Jedi fun. Chancellor, stay back. Should have quit while you were still alive, Dooku. Fighting off the entire Jedi security force would have been difficult. But now that they are gone, defeating you alone will be an easy task. Now we get to some lightsaber fun. Anakin uh, dispatches those droids pretty, pretty easily. And now get ready for some Dooku versus Anakin fun. Great Jedi shenanigans going on. You gotta go love a good lightsaber duel. And, you know, in, in the last stretch of episodes, Anakin and Dooku engaging in quite a few lightsaber battles uh, in this, this back half of season four. And they are just been, they've just been a delight as their feud with each other has continued to escalate. As we, as, as we sort of build up to their final confrontation in Revenge of the Sith. Eventually, we get to the point where Dooku unleashes some Force Lightning to throw Anakin back. He and the remaining... Another droid who popped out of nowhere. I guess there was one that maintained the possession of the, of the Chancellor at all times. So this remaining droid and Dooku are about to make their escape when a still disguised as Rako Hardin, Obi-Wan Kenobi comes around the corner. Are you all right? Come on. So what you just heard, <laughs> and my apologies, I just, just kind of let it go. Uh, Again, Anakin versus Dooku on the lightsaber, but this time with Kenobi. So Kenobi is able to jump up with them as they're, as Dooku's ship is making its its departure. They battle on the ramp. Obi-Wan disables the magna droid, 
takes the Chancellor, jumps back down to the platform at the palace, and then, you know, Dooku gives a shove to Anakin. So Dooku will make his escape, but they have reclaimed Chancellor Palpatine and uh, avoided the kidnapping plot as Dooku circumnavigated the Jedi Force, the you know the entire Jedi security force, and everybody else, and almost got away with the Chancellor. Well done, Master Kenobi. You are a worthy adversary. I cannot say the same about your young apprentice. You gotta love how Dooku just needles Anakin. Again, sort of stoking his fires for whenever there's a confrontation between the two. Uh, it's, it's just... Ooh, he, he loves to put the pins to, to Anakin. Chancellor! Are you all right? Yes. Thanks again to the heroics of the Jedi. That's the second time today. We specialize in heroics, Chancellor. As long as I live, no harm will ever come to you, Your Excellency. Until I get mad and throw mm. you down a shaft and you explode into a ball of blue lightning. Well, here's to your long and prosperous life, Anakin. One shudders to think where the galaxy would be without the Jedi. He shudders with excitement to think about where the galaxy will be without the Jedi. So there you have it. That is the end of the plot to... Well, the end of one plot to kidnap the Chancellor. Uh, and... You know, we ended in a really precarious place. In order to save the, the Chancellor, Anakin has no problem teaming up with Obi-Wan once Kenobi... Obi-Wan Kenobi once again uh, in order to rescue the Chancellor to save the day. They slide back into their, their natural rhythm with each other. But you have to, you have to think that their, their relationship is still, is, is still somewhat damaged. Moving forward now, it, even as Anakin continues to question the, the Jedi Council, and now he has to begin, to begin to counsel his Jedi Master. This is sort of like the seeds of what we will inevitably see in Revenge of the Sith when Anakin's falling to the dark side. Uh, he, you know, he can't trust Obi-Wan. And these are like the seeds of that that take, that take root and will eventually sprout in, in, the, in, two, excuse me, in Revenge of the Sith in Episode 3. You see the beginning of that right here, right now, which is uh, really, really exciting. Again, one of the best parts of, of Star Wars The Clone Wars is getting to fill in the blanks between episodes 1, 2, and 3. Well, mostly 2 and 3. That's where we're focused. We're focused between 2 and 3. But there's plenty of allusion to what happens between 1 and 2. But that's for a different topic. But yes, to really see where we end, you know, Attack of the Clones, the beginning of the Clone Wars, to where the Jedi Order falls... In episode three, there's a lot of, of pavement to, to lay down to connect these bridges. And they do such a fine job of putting each stone in place, but also the mortar in between each stone. Like like these episodes here where you're just you're just planting seeds of, of doubt in Anakin's head about the order, about Obi-Wan's loyalty, things like that. Like it's it's just it's such a finely I, if, if I'm gonna stick with my my uh, my road metaphor, it's it's uh, a really well constructed road, tight, <laughs> no potholes, on a solid foundation. It's really really good stuff. There's no cracks in this in this pavement. All right, I love it. It's a, it's a good one to run on, drive your car on, your ride your bike. You're a okay. You're safe. You're not gonna hit bumps. You're not gonna go flying. 
nothing jumps out of the, out of it <laughs> and, and tries to get you. Uh, so yeah, a, a great concluding episode for this arc. And again, my only sort of real criticism of it is is at the beginning of it, we're we're sort of told that Morello Ival is like this criminal mastermind person, and they sort of play him up that way in the first episode. But by the end of the second one, uh, not so much. You know, he's he's definitely taking a back seat to Cad Bane, even Racco Hardeen. And and by this episode, he's like a sniveling, you know, I was gonna say loser. Is that the right word? But he's he's he kind of sucks. <laughs> he's not he's not a great villain at all. He's like, please spare my life, Jedi. I'll go back to jail now, and I'll let that giant shark man eat my head. And uh, you know, it's just like, pfft, ugh. This became a Cad Bane story, and a good Cad Bane story. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed every episode of this, but whatever plan they sort of had for Morality of Val to, to sort of be like some kind of top tier villain uh, is quickly pushed to the, to the, to the wayside as, as Cad Bane, again, like we said, the cream rises to the top. And uh, that is that is Cad Bane in this as the villain. Uh, and again, I love seeing Obi-Wan Kenobi, again, make, you know, questionable decisions by deceiving his friends and loved ones. <laughs> but getting to see him as a bad guy, getting to see him to see him undercover, that's not something we've gotten to see very, very often in Star Wars, and it's fun to explore that idea as well. So a, a lot of fun in this arc. Again, I give it 8.5. It's it's almost a 9. It's a lot of fun. And the lightsaber action here in the third uh, in the third part of the, in the third act of this episode, uh, just delightful. The, the battle between Anakin and Dooku is top tier. Excellent. And again, if you notice sort of the trend, every time they engage, it goes up a notch. So they really do build it up as we get into that point where they're going to have their final confrontation in episode three. So again, I, I love that so, so much. and It's so strong. And again, just, again, I've mentioned it before, but the way Dooku just turns the screws on Anakin, just can't help taking shots at him, needle him. Uh, it's, it's excellent, excellent stuff. So yes. Eight and a half. It's almost nine. I don't do like point sixes or point sevens, but it could easily be in that range. So you know, take that for what you will. Uh, and that's it. That's the episode. How about that? That was fun, right? So let's let's uh, let's do that thing we do at the end. All right. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are Mando underscore Vision. You can email the show MandoVisionTom at gmail dot com. I truly, truly appreciate everyone who takes the time to do that. Uh, if you want to support the show, like, subscribe, share. With all the, all the other Mandalorians in your covert and five star reviews. If you have the time to write a five star review, that is so, so helpful for what we do here on the show and getting the word out about what we do and how much fun we're having over here talking about all things Star Wars whenever they come up. So, yeah. And let's just mark it right now. Before we finally, finally wrap up the show, let's just say it. The next four episodes are so intense, are so. Star Wars mythology lore stuff. It's going to be nuts in the next four episodes. I mean, crazy nuts. I can't wait. I'm so excited to get to those. All right. Oh, all right. So let's uh, let's go ahead. I, I got off track already. But so if you're going to do those five stars, thank you so much. If you want to support the show in, in a financial manner, you can do that over at patreon.com forward slash Mandivision. You can sign up and become a Mandivision maniac. You can get access to sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content and hang out with super cool people like the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail. Jeff's got a bring in the, uh, excuse, Jeff's got a podcast called The Ring in Ear. It's a music podcast. Check it out. Thanks, Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company here in San Diego and Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the Silent Assassin, 
he who shall not be named, and Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On, It's Still Good, a great movie podcast that I recommend very, very highly. So yeah, I think we're wrapped up. I don't have anything else to say except get ready for the next four episodes after this because holy smokes, it's going to be fire. Fire. And you know, you know how Anakin feels about fire. Woo! Woo! Not a fan. Not a fan of fire. Get ready, though, because we are going to have a good time here. I will talk to all you Bucketheads later. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, supporting the show. You know, uh, I, I say it all the time, and I mean it every single time I say it. I would not be here without the love and support that you all have shown me, and I'm so, so deeply, deeply appreciative of it. I, I hope that one day uh, we can all hang out in the real life and give each other high fives and talk about Star Wars together. That'd be wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And, hey, just another reminder, take care of each other, be good to each other, be supportive of each other. You know, the Star Wars, there's a lot of toxicity on the internet, on Twitter, you know, and we, we don't have time for that. We don't support that. We don't condone that anyways. You can disagree. You can not like things, but there's a, there's a, there's a right way to do that. And we are supportive of the right way. We love different opinions. We love not agreeing with everybody. But again, it's all about being civil, being friends with each other. Friends can disagree. And, and you can support your friend even when you don't agree with them because they're like, hey, that's a good person over there. We don't, we don't see eye to eye on this particular Star Wars topic, but that's a good person over there. They rock. So be cool. Be supportive. Be a great fan. And let's, let's kind of figure out how we can reduce the level of toxic fandom out there because uh, it's no fun for anybody. No one wants to deal with that. It's Star Wars, man. Let's just love it and have a good time, all right? Take care of each other. Be excellent to each other. I will talk to you all so, so soon. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.